You're ready. Of in the big city. Are you back Just, on your PC or your Mac? I'm on my my Macintosh. Nice. Um, who knows if it is going to stay going? Uh, oh, but we're gonna try. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We had some technical issues. Just about thirty minutes of technical issues, but you know Sorry what? We're about here. That. No, that's Sorry not. About it wasn't that. your fault. I had to swap out a cord. Yeah, and cords need swapped sometimes. It, it resolved itself though by me swapping the cords. You so resolved, I resolved it. it. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That they call me the resolver. They do. Mm-hmm. The revolver. They call you. No. Because you shoot guns. <laughs> You're the revolver. I'm the resolver. I'm we're the revolver. Kind of we're kind of a good cop, bad cop pair oh that's kind of cool i'll yeah. take that nickname oh what a squeaky mic are my that app. was a squeaky mic you have jesus squeaky, <laughs> squeaky mic Michael that's what they call me here. <laughs> <laughs> they call me squeaky mic squeaky mic um but yeah how you doing you know i'm, I'm all right i got a shoulder that's kind of bleeding you got a liquid death in the lime flavor yeah i'm hip which is sparkling, correct? It's sparkling, correct. I knew that. See, not yes. all the liquid deaths are sparkling, but that one in particular is. You know, I was thinking about the unsparkling, the de-sparkled liquid death. Unsettling. I don't like drinking something flat out of a can. Right. That that really shocked me. And, I don't and like I, it. I didn't even want to try it because I was like, that just sounds incorrect. It feels wrong. Yeah. So it we got feels the like if I have an aluminum tube in my hand, that should be to protect the bubbles. Yeah, it's a bubble. It's a bubble container. It, it's a bubble container. And I think we can all agree Why on that. Why else do you need to vacuum seal the top? Exactly. What are we doing that? Why are we doing you, that for still water? You're doing that to water? flat water? Yeah, that's silly. That's crazy. Uh, so. But yeah, I got one of those. That's great. The thing is, I've been drinking a lot of Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can't, you can't drink that all day. Now, Michael, I have been saying this for years. Yes, you have. And I've realized it. And mm -hmm. the problem is, I then it was like, what, am I going to drink just plain water? Right. No, that's boring as shit. I've been drinking Red Bull all day. I don't want to drink a plain water now. Right. True. That's like going from like, you know, uh, it's Keep like going. you're going to the amusement park every day and then suddenly you're going to the library and it's exactly. like gross. What am I, what gotta, am I doing? There's no rides go here. to the public pool for a little bit. Exactly. Both public institutions, but one is more fun. The pool. The pool is more fun. Uh, but I did want what, a Coke Zero felt too juvenile at that point. And so I thought, what can right. I do? Bubbles. That's the equivalent of going to like, you know, the playground. The playground. Like, it's fun, but. I'm For an adult. Who? Right. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I can't be hanging out at playgrounds. Weird. Uh, fucking this mic arm, dude. Squeaky, squeaky. How are you? I'm doing good. It was a rainy day here in Chicago. <laughs> Rained all day. And, you know, it was there was flooding. Uh, there were a bunch of cars oh. that were just, oopsie, underwater. Just stuck? Um, yeah, my... Um, my partner's work was just closed because of water. That's fun. So he had a surprise day off. Um, Does he work hourly? Uh, yeah, but that's not he, so his, fun. Then. His work is very wonderful, though, and is like very generous with like overtime. So he'll be fine. Oh, bitchin'. Okay. Yeah. So God bless. Um, 
but yeah, so it was a wet it was a wet day here. And one of the reasons that it's so it was so stressful for the city of Chicago that it was wet today and yesterday was because this was the weekend of the NASCAR Chicago street race. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a lot of words. NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Frankie Muniz, NASCAR, Jeff Gordon. I know NASCAR. Yep. Chicago, been there. Love it. Been there. Love it. Street race. Street race. So they're not in the they're not in the racetrack. Oh, they're on the streets of Chicago. Whoa. I'll tell you all of all about it and more after this song. So that's it, huh? <laughs> Your chips are down and really you throw in the towel. Thank you. <laughs> really? I, I, I realized so. we had there's still yet. one podcast out there that we can count on. Hey everyone. Hey folks. Hey everyone. What's up everyone? You're listening to My Ex and I with Natalie, Natalie and, Michael. and Michael. Two people who used to date but don't anymore. They talk about their lives, dating, relationships, and basically everything else. But they're not professionals. They're just making jokes. Don't take anything they say too seriously. It's my ex and I podcast. Natalie can't stop talking and Michael can't stop bleeding. They're talking, talking exes, exes for the rest of you. Why would you start a podcast with your ex? Because loneliness is that hard. Hey, everybody. I'm Michael. And I'm Natalie. And my ex and I have a podcast together on March 24th, 2021. Ooh. NASCAR announced that an imaginary street course in the Chicago Loop in downtown Chicago would be the track for the fifth and what turned out to be the final race of the 2021 E-NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series. Too long. This is fake racing, right? Yeah, too, too long. Computer. The iRacing event was broadcast live on NASCAR on Fox on Wednesday, June 2nd. Something, something, something. Anyway, they decided to make it real. And that real, real happened today. Back up. Mm-hmm. The first one was fake? Yeah, it was like they were like, we're going to do it not real in the imagination in the in the E NASCAR event. Uh, uh, but it's a video game. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Natalie, they got to be doing a video game. Sure. But what kind of video? I wonder what video game. The fucking iRacing Pro. That doesn't sound like a game, but OK, they made it real. Um, and it happened today. But the rain. The rain. Were they drifting around? Listen, I didn't watch. Here's what I know what? about the street race. It was in your city. Here's what I know about it. Everybody in Chicago is annoyed by this. Nobody <laughs> in Chicago cares about NASCAR. The only people who are somewhat local who went to this event, I'm sure, came from other places in Illinois. Sure. Uh, it's really annoying and it's causing a lot of, uh, traffic on Lakeshore Drive. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to go to the museums because everything's blocked off. Right. And it's been like that for a long time. But it finally happened today. Um, I don't know who won. I don't care. What the most important, the most exciting thing that happened to me about the street race was that it prompted my father to text me. Now, this is huge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is big. Um, Because I don't know that my dad before has ever like observed a pop culture event was happening in a place that was connected to me and then started a conversation with me about it. So really big day for him. Super rare. About as often as my dad would do that to me today. Currently, yeah. Right. Um, But he did it. 
he texted me and he said, are you going to the NASCAR race? And sure, I fair said, question. I said, haha, I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and then I asked him, I was like, are people talking about it? And he was like, yeah, I'll probably watch it on TV. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, the city's probably going to be crazy this weekend. Yeah. Um, and in my mind, the natural end to that sentiment was, so I'm going to stay inside and avoid all the people and not go anywhere near this fucking race. Sure. Uh, Understandably. But my dad's, reply, my dad's reply to me saying that the city would be crazy because of a NASCAR race. He said, behave yourself. Because mm. <laughs> if I know Natalie Wilson. <laughs> She gets wild at NASCAR races. <laughs> what the fuck do you think I do? I would say be careful out there, you know? <laughs> oh, my Christ. What do I, what, what? It just begs the question, what does he think my life is like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he, if he had to describe you to somebody. <laughs> oh, she's the kind of gal who needs to <laughs> behave herself at the NASCAR race. The NASCAR street race. Now, it is a little... First of all, I'm disappointed to hear you talk like this because obviously NASCAR's lame. We can all agree. We can all agree NASCAR's lame. Too loud. Left turns. Too loud. Boring. Boring. Just going in circles. Dale Earnhardt mm -hmm. tried to make it exciting and look what happened to him. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, I remember that happening as a child. I have a clearer memory of the day Dale Earnhardt died than I do of 9-11 for sure. You know, same. Okay. And I think Good. it's perhaps because our fathers were more affected by it. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember my dad's reaction. I just remember like being downstairs in our basement with it on the TV and I was like running around pretending to be a fairy and then everybody was telling me to be quiet. Right. Because it was a day of mourning. It was a day of mourning. Uh, but this is street racing, dude. This is Fast and Furious. This is Vin Diesel, Paul Walker. We're out in the streets, Tokyo Drift style. Tokyo but Drift now style, yeah. Chicago Drift style. And, and it's... It's upsetting to me that you weren't even a little bit interested. Frankie no. Muniz might be in Chicago right now. Do you understand that? Frankie Muniz? Why? Does he like racing? He races NASCAR. What? Yeah. Malcolm in the Middle? Malcolm in the Middle's Frankie of Muniz. The track? Yeah. Of the Miracle <laughs> on Lane 6 or whatever. He, okay. now, he now races in NASCAR. Huh. Yeah. And so he might be in Chicago. Okay, hold on. Burning rubber. Frankie Muniz. Yeah, please. Chicago NASCAR. <laughs> See, was he here? Um, ahead of oh god, there's so many pop-up ads on this website. No, I don't want to. I don't want your cookies, mirror.com. Some, some NASCAR website's like, oh my God, we got a visitor. Please. Oh, oh my God. Give Flutter her all of the, the pop-up ads. <laughs> Ahead of NASCAR's foray into the city streets of Chicago, several drivers have already identified challenges they anticipate encountering in the sanctioning body's inaugural street course race. Kyle Busch, for instance, tested oh. the course in iRacing and described certain corners as really, really tight. Really tight, dude. Those corners, tight. He has also examined the layout on the simulator. So iRacing is a simulator that okay, they do Okay, so racing. not like a commercial video game. There's like a professional. You probably have to have hold a license. Right, right. He also examined the layout on the simulator and observed the presence of cones indicating <laughs> the location of walls upon exiting the corners. Smart. So there's going to be walls. That seems like a good idea. 
Both reigning Cup Series champion, champion Joey Logano and standout driver Bubba Wallace also mm. voiced their concerns with the race layout, stating being nervous about the narrow walled drive they were fa- they will face. Mm, understandably. That's why, because street racing is more exciting. Racing through to- the city streets, very narrow. I honestly don't know how it's going to work out, said Bubba Wallace. <laughs> I think there are a lot of us that are skeptical in the field. In the field? I love the South. Let me just get that out straight away. Yeah. But the idea that Bubba, a man named Bubba Mm -hmm. is the authority on safety in any Mm -hmm. category is funny to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But God bless him. Because his name isn't Bruce, quote, Bubba Bubba. Wallace. It's just Bubba. No, that's Bubba. Yeah. Let's get get a bio on this man. What happened to Frankie? (laughs) He's not here. I googled it. He's not here. No, he's there. Well, then he would have given an interview for mirror.co.uk's article about the Chicago street race. (laughs) Well, maybe they didn't have access to him. Um, I mean, he's 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 in the R A R C A series. Is that what is happening right now? Yeah. Oh, I forgot he was in Angel Cody Banks. Why is of that course, a he was Cody Banks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he should have. Okay, I do think maybe he was in this race. I just don't think he's a good driver. So they, I mean, he's no Bubba Wallace. You know what I mean? So like, I don't think they would go to him not. to ask him what his thoughts on the track are. You know, yeah. he's more he's more of the paraplegic uh, boxcar racer kind of guy. Is that Frankie Muniz in that movie, or am I making that up? I have no idea, but if you search Frankie Muniz Chicago, um, one of the top searches is just a man named Frankie Muniz's LinkedIn profile who is a cashier at the Dollar Tree. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah. Because it's a weird name. It's a weird name. Go by- It's the second hit is this man's LinkedIn profile. Go by Frank Muniz, you know? Mm-hmm. Go M- by Malcolm. Wait. Frankie Muniz, that movie where he's a paraplegic uh, Boy Scout. <laughs> you know that Ma- one? No, Michael. It was a Disney movie. Are you searching Frankie Muniz paraplegic Boy Scout Disney movie right now? I'm just go. I'm just going to his IMDb. I'm not 100 percent sure it was him, but I'm pretty sure it was. It's called like Miracle on Lane Fucking Six or whatever. Miracle on Lane Two. Sure, that might be it. I don't know how many lanes there were. Yeah, Miracle in Lane 2, it was him. Yeah. The year 2000. He, so, Natalie, let me pitch this movie to you. Okay, can't wait. You, you know boxcar racing? Yeah. Just no, like, I don't actually. What is that? Oh, it's just like it's just like kids get like, I think it's Boy Scouts. No, I might be thinking of the boxcar derby with the Boy Scouts. Regardless. The boxcar children? Sure. No. It's no, a book series. It's not a no. I'm not talking about nerdy books right now. I'm talking about like cool, fast, like car wooden cars. So wooden you got, cars. You got these wooden cars, right? It's a wooden picture a car, and now it's made of wood, <laughs> and now it's it's now picture most of it's gone. So it's just a one seater, right? Yeah, like a kid, and the kids get in it, and then they go downhill, and they have little brakes with the, that they control with their little feet. Now, is there any what skill involved? Yeah, you got to know how to brake and, you know, you turn. And uh, 
yeah, there's corners and stuff, much Down like the tight hill? corners of Chicago. Much like the yeah. tight <laughs> corners of the streets of Chicago that Bubba yeah, yeah, Wallace yeah. is so concerned about. No, because it's not like straight downhill. You have to be going downhill because there's no engine. You understand? No engine. It's just a wooden car. Mm-hmm. Now, but now Frankie Muniz wants to participate very badly. However, legs don't even can't even feel them. Can't even can't even piss. So what does he do? You make a special wooden car where he can break with his with arm. His arms. I think. But then everyone's like, no, that kid can't. You know, he's not gonna be able to break handle these arms? tight corners. <laughs> Bubba Wallace is a commentary in yeah. this movie. <laughs> but then he does. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, this movie's available for streaming on Disney+. Plus. I imagine so. I mean, it's one of their hits. It's, it's one of their classics. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. How? Wait, I was eight. It, it came out in 2000. Yeah. I was so six. I was, like, I was, I was seven, busy. Eight. I was busy watching Powerpuff Girls. I know. It just se- it seems like a movie that would be up your alley. Speaking of movies, though, I have some movie news. Mm, me too. I want to tell you about a movie. But first, I want to tell you about a movie that I watched uh, 15 minutes of, and then I had to turn it off because Whoa. I was so deeply saddened by the saddened. treatment of women in this okay. film. Okay. Michael, I tried to watch the film Splash, starring Tom Hanks, okay. and it's about a, a mermaid. It's about Tom Hanks in the early 80s, and he meets a mermaid, and sure. then I don't know what happens because I had to turn the film off, right. because this mermaid has a situation where she, when she gets out of the water, she gets legs, but she's naked. And mm-hmm. in one of the first scenes that they're introducing this concept, she's naked and she's like wandering through the streets of New York City and she goes to like the Statue of Liberty or whatever. Sure. And she's naked on this shore. And like all of these tourists start taking pictures with her. And I'm like, wow, the 80s were awful. If right. you saw a nude woman just walking around looking confused and everybody just starts running up to her and taking pictures with her and not trying to help her, I was so stressed and Uh, like it was not a good like it was not a good movie up to that point either because there were lots of jokes at women's expense sure john candy has a character where he's like very very perverted and i've Uh, never seen anything else that john candy was in but that's when i texted you the other day that i was like i have some questions about john candy i was always led to believe that he was like a beloved american actor but in this film he's quite terrible and i didn't know if maybe it was one of those things where like Everybody pretended that he was cool, but it was actually not cool. But I didn't know anything about him. So I wanted to ask no. you my questions about John Candy. But also, wow, that movie was bad for the first couple of minutes. Yeah. I have a number of thoughts. Great. First of all, John Candy. Great. Great guy. Great guy? Because he wasn't yeah. great in this movie. Right. I've never seen this movie. It sounds like maybe it's very much of the time. I can't believe Thomas Hanks agreed to be in this movie. Well, I think it was one of his early films. Right. And he wasn't, he, let me tell you, his acting chops, it wasn't all there. You know, it wasn't sure. the tight delivery that we're used to from Thomas. Yeah, yeah. But John Candy, first of all, his Home Alone cameo is great. I don't, I'm not familiar. We love his Home Alone cameo. Kevin McAllister's mom cannot get home. John Candy is uh, a part of a touring polka band who agrees to drive her to Chicago uh, mm. instead of 
having her wait for her flight. And so even though her family ends up coming, you know, like 20 seconds later, but uh, he drives her and he's like very sweet and it's talking to her about, you know, how she's still a good mom or whatever. It's, it's nice. Also, we have uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, which is another great film. And John Candy's brilliant in that. And okay. he's nice. I don't remember too much misogyny in that movie. Great. Uh, but I, I do want to loop back to a naked woman appearing on the aisle of the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't take pictures with her mm-hmm. or of her, certainly. Uh, but you, what would you, you would run up to her? No. Okay. So what happened in this film was she is stat, like she's naked clearly confused like looking around all bewildered and like staggers up to this group of tourists who all turn around and just mob her and start like doing all of that if i were there that's weird yeah okay if i were there first Uh of all i would have fucking decked anybody who was just like running at this lady like give her some fucking space second of all i would have given her my fucking jacket to like, let's get her to a safe situation. And then I would just try to calmly communicate and see if she has any relatives in the area, anybody that right. could help her. Why are we taking photos of a naked woman without her consent that would not fly today? I feel so <laughs> bad for my mother's generation of women who grew up in the 80s and this kind of shit was just in movies and they just had to like be like, going on a date to a movie theater and this happens on screen and everybody's laughing and you just have to like kind of deal with the psychological pain that like this is what would happen if you were in this scenario you would also be violated and every woman on earth just has to walk around accepting the fact that she will one day be violated for entertainment and that's just something that we accept and sit in the movie theaters and hee hee ha ha at it's the 80s I hate it sure yeah (laughs) agreed (laughs) agreed first of all agreed Mm-hmm. If I if I was in that situation, I guess she's looking confused, which is the important part of this. Because if I saw a naked woman at the Statue of Liberty, I'd probably just be like, "Well, New York, baby." Yeah, New York, baby. She's doing her thing, man. I don't want to. I don't want to pry. I could see that, but if if it was a naked man in the eighties, I feel like they would also do that. Oh, certainly, and that's not right either. Right, but again. Agreed on your initial point. So just, don't watch the movie Splash. Do you think, but do you think she's treated better throughout the film? Maybe that's part I did, of it. I turned it off after that. I, it, <laughs> right, that right. it literally made me feel so sick because I right. had the thought like, oh, people in this crowd are going to turn around and they're going to help her. And like, this yeah, is how yeah. the movie's going to start. She's going to meet some like kindly old lady who's going to take her back to her apartment. And this is her like human world home base. And here That'd we have our mermaid movie. That's not what happened, and it made me so physically ill, I had to turn it off. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely mm-hmm. see that. Huh. But also, I watched another movie this week. Okay. Different. A better one. A better one. Well, right. <laughs> sure. it was better, I think, in that it was not outwardly misogynistic, but okay. it was fucking wild. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Are we, are we going? I think so. Okay. Okay, so <coughs> Dis- the, the Walt Disney Company, you're familiar? Yeah, I think so. Okay, they 
are doing a thing right now where they are remaking <coughs> a lot of their classic animated movies into live action films. Sure. To mixed success, mostly none, mostly no success. Mostly no success. Yeah, I can't think a, of one. There's a couple there's a couple winners in there, and I think the best one so far has been the 2014 film Maleficent, which is Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, yeah. it's a retelling of Sleeping Beauty, decentering Sleeping Beauty as the main character, focusing more on the Maleficent character played by Angelina Jolie. Right. We like it's that. A, yeah, it's it's a fun little interpretation of the story where, you know, Maleficent is the villain and she does place this curse on Sleeping Beauty, but then through, you know, a series of mischievous happenstances, um, Sleeping Beauty ends up being raised by Maleficent and it oh. turns into this beautiful story about like transcending the fairy human divide. That's nice. Um, there's a, there's a metaphor in it for um like assault in that the Maleficent character gets her wings cut off by wow. the king. Okay. Um and her whole character is informed by the like rage and pain that she feels from this like loss of identity now that she doesn't have her wings. And it's like I was honestly watching. I was looking to watch it the other night because I was like, I need a little like female rage and sure, redemption sure. moment happening because that's the arc of this film. And it turns out at the end, I'm going to spoil it for you. It's been out since 2014. It turns out at the end that, um, you know, how Sleeping Beauty gets the curse and then she needs true love's kiss to wake up. Yes. She meets her prince. The prince kisses her. It doesn't do anything. Maleficent ends up like kissing her on the forehead to accept that she's died. And it's Maleficent's kiss that wakes her up because it's the true love bond of like parent and child. Sure. It's cute. Yeah, that's cute. So this film was inarguably a commercial success. Um, It grossed over $758 million worldwide. It was the fourth highest grossing film of 2014. Um, Is Angelina Jolie's highest grossing film. Really? Yeah. Um, And kids like it because it's a a fairy lady, you know? Sure. Kids really like it, even though it's got some adult themes. And I love movies for children that explore adult themes because they have to deal with a lot of these adult themes in like creative and non-upsetting ways, you know, because it's for children. And so like, you know, the removing of her wings was a really interesting way to discuss, you know, the violation of uh, like your identity being taken away from you by another person's physical violence. Like it's, it's interesting. And so I'm craving something like this. The original Maleficent is not available for streaming on any services right now. But Maleficent 2, Mistress of Evil, Uh is. Okay. This movie completely lost the plot. Sure. It sounds like it straight off the bat. It. So there's no source material. Right. This has not come from any. The story is over. The story was over. They yeah. did it. Yeah. Good night. Yep. But good they night. were like, wow, the kids love this and it or grossed a lot of money. Let's do it again. Angelina Jolie came back. There's no she, way. She did. She, she did. did. Honestly, I think this has to be a fun movie for her to work on. Like she just gets sure. to wear a bunch of like silly makeup and cheek prosthetics oh, and fly but that around. Make, that sounds fun for a day. But that makeup trailer, you know, s- six months in is probably annoying. 
Well, you know, they got they got Disney money, so. That's true, but she's still got to sit there for like five hours, probably. Sure. Who it's can annoying. say? Who can say? I, don't, I, I wasn't there. So this movie, I, I'm going to try to tell you the plot, and I am going to do it from memory. Okay, love that. It's not going to make sense. Sure. And that's not because my memory is bad. Of course, yeah. It, it, it isn't going to make sense. I knew no. that straight away. So we open with Sleeping Beauty, who's played by Elle Fanning, by the way. Love her. I'm not familiar. Dakota's sister? Um, I don't know if they're related, actually. That's a They got to be Fanning. That's not a name you hear every day. It's not like, you know, Munez. Um, the, yes, yes. She is Dakota Fanning's younger sister. Okay. Um, she's, re- she's a really great actress in her own right. She's in the Hulu show, The Great, which is, mm. you know, great. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, but she's in this movie and she's, she's Aurora. And, um, at the end of the first film, Aurora becomes queen of the Moors, which is like the fairy land. And okay. meanwhile, there is Prince Philip, who she's in love with, who's the prince of the human lands, essentially. Do I know Aurora? Who is Aurora? That's Sleeping Beauty. Sure. That's her person name. I did not know her Christian name. She isn't name. just okay. named Sleeping Beauty. Right. Yeah. That makes sense that they wouldn't yeah. just name her that. Because if, if that was a baby and her name is Sleeping Beauty, you'd be like, why, why is she named this? Right. Exactly. Yeah, something's going to happen. Do we think she's going to fall asleep for a while? Yeah. I've maybe doomed her. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so we've got the, these, these Moors and this human kingdom, and they're going to be joined in marriage. Huzzah. Maleficent's not pleased about the marriage because she like generally has a mistrust of men and is just kind of argumentative as a character. Well, with the wings. Kind of odd. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, so she's not pleased about it. Um, but, you know, ever the supportive mother, she goes to a dinner with Aurora and the prince and the prince's parents. And she meets the prince's parents. And there we meet the queen of this kingdom, who's the prince's mom, who is just out of the gate. Like, we didn't even see a villain's journey. She's just like minute two that we meet her. It's revealed that she is like a secret basement operation where she's mass producing iron weapons to like commit full genocide on the fairies. And it's like it goes zero to 100. Yeah. Real quick. I have to interject. Please. This isn't the king that cut the wings off. No, different king. And it's not really explained geographically, like how this sure. other kingdom came into the mix. It's just right. we're I in mean, a different place now. You know, king, there's kings everywhere. Right. Exactly. Back in the day. Kings everywhere. Every, everyone was a king. Everyone was a king or a little <laughs> prince. Yes. Um. Great. So we're at this dinner and... The whole the the like stakes of the dinner are like Maleficent, don't act weird. Medium Everybody rare. thinks you're a villain already because you did a curse, and then like yeah, you redeemed yourself, but the people weren't really paying attention to that part, so everybody mostly hate you. So don't be weird. Sure. Um, Aurora Adds gives up. her like a scarf to cover up her horns. She's like, I just think it would make everybody more comfortable. Right. Okay. And like, ooh, not great. Uh, a couple things. Mm-hmm. Those horns are. Real. Those are horns. Those are horns. Right. She's a fairy. Okay. That I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like a cool, cool head, cool hat. Cool head. I, I didn't. I didn't know what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Now the horns 
are horns. They're horns. Which makes me think they're made of like a bone material. Uh Uh-huh, I think so. So the scarf just makes her head look longer? Yeah, it's kind of like they're draped and then she lets the back of the scarf flow free. Oh, like one of those ladies. So it's like long hair. Like one of those ladies, yeah. Right, okay, okay, okay. okay. A a hijab, is that what you're thinking of? No, 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 no. (laughs) That wasn't offensive. (laughs) What are you thinking of? (laughs) <laughs> I'm offended you wouldn't you thought I didn't know what a hijab was. Oh, no, 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 no. The late <laughs> the old British ladies used to have I feel like when I picture old English royalty, I picture a tall hat with a flowing thing. A on tall the back. hat with a flowing thing? Yeah. I don't I know. I feel what like you're... that must have been in Cinderella or something. A tall hat with a flowing with thing. With a flowing thing. You keep talking. I'm gonna I'll Google it. I'll send okay, you a picture. Okay, all right, okay. Um so, uh, yeah. So we're so here at this dinner, and you know the queen is like, you, "You innocent men are being slaughtered by the fairies," and Maleficent doesn't love this. And at one point, she like kind of freaks out. Um, and then the king gets accursed, and the and the queen's like, "You did, you did it." And then she sure. gets all magically mad, and like everything goes green. Um, and she's like, you curse the king, you're evil, go away. Sure, um, understandably. And, and like seemingly in the moment, like Aurora is crouched by the king and she's like, just re- remove the curse. And Maleficent didn't do anything. She like okay. maintains that she didn't curse this dude. And in this moment, she sees Aurora like uh, ostensibly like choosing this family over her. And so she leaves in, a, in an anger sure. um, and, and is sad. In an anger. Um, and as she's flying away from this castle, the she gets shot down by one of the queen's minion ladies uh, by an iron with an iron bullet. And fairies are uh, allergic to iron or something. I don't know, <laughs> what? but it's but it's like extra bad. Right, that's okay, like fairy okay. lore. Like they it's like they're allergic to iron. Yeah, you didn't know that about fairies. I could. I I will honestly say I did not know that. Well, now you do. Um, I got a picture so, to send you. Okay, of a tall hat with a thingy. Yeah, a veil. Okay. I think is the word I was looking for. I'm I'm getting stuck on hat. Wow, I've never seen a depiction of this in my entire life. Really, really. <laughs> it's not like this. It's less hat. It's more veil, less <laughs> well, it hat. Well, didn't even help. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna post that on the Instagram when this all comes right, yeah, out. Thank you. With no context. Um, okay, so Maleficent gets shot down. She's like plummeting down into the sea. And then we see another fairy who looks like Maleficent. And this is huge because most of the fairies just look like little fucking mushrooms or whatever. Like they're not like full huge ass people with horns. Right. Um, but we see another one of those and he swoops down and he grabs her and she wakes up in this fucking compound full Whoa. of all of these other fairies who look like her. And it's um, like, what? We yeah, didn't know there were other been? fairies like this. This is crazy. Where have you guys been? We, we've been doing a whole thing. We had a whole movie without you guys. Sure. Um, but really, any emotional reaction to this doesn't happen. Um, she kind of just like learns that she's from a whole race of people that are like being driven to extinction because of the human presence. Okay. But none of them have magic like she does because she's a direct descendant of this like fairy matriarch because of course she is. Mm. 
Um, this seems to have little consequence on the rest of the movie. <laughs> sure. Um, and she's just kind of dicking around at this fairy compound. Meanwhile, and this is where things start to get truly fucking bonkers. Meanwhile, this queen has Aurora at the castle and she's like, you're going to have a wedding to my son in three days and we're going to invite all the fairy people. And Aurora's like, wow, great. I love this. Um, also, at the same time, it's revealed that the queen has found a, f- a type of flower in the woods that when you grind up the flower and combine it with ground up iron powder, it just creates a magic substance that just fucking instantly kills a fairy. Like nice. fucking okay. die. Sure, sure. Like poofed. Like this little pooped. dandelion fairy just gets like poofed into a normal dandelion. And it's oh. honestly a, a bit upsetting. And I sure. was very, you know, I'm from the Avatar, the last airbender generation where we couldn't have on screen violence. And so they invented bending to circumvent that. So I'm not used to just right. seeing people get fucking killed by a magic fairy dust in the in front of my eyeballs. Yeah. So that happened. But <laughs> then they have this, they set up this wedding uh, and <laughs> they invite all the fairies and the fairies come <laughs> over and they go into this cathedral and they're like, hey, why is nobody else in this cathedral for this wedding? It's every fairy that like occupied that land. So it's a whole fucking community of people. They go into this church. It gets locked behind them. The little minion lady of the queen starts playing an organ and she starts making these facial expressions that look like she is having the most intense orgasm of her life. Nice. She's playing the organ and then at some point she's pressing these red decorated keys. And when she presses the keys of this organ, a bomb of this powder stuff comes up and then rains down on all these fairies in like true gas chamber fashion. That's like, like something the Joker just, would do. They are herded up, locked in a church, and like fucking mass killed. Wow. And like that's kind of cool. Several of them do not survive, including uh, including like a couple of the main character fairies that we've been spending the whole movie with. Nice. And so I'm in my head like, okay, they are just brutally killing yeah. hundreds of these fairies that we've spent at this point one and a half movies with. Sure. Certainly this is not permanent. Certainly we're oh. just going to kill everybody. And then Maleficent's going to come at the end and she's going to save everybody and they're all going to be resurrected by magic or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the choice personally. Well, good, because that what my alternative <laughs> doesn't happen. We have this whole fucking battle sequence where these bombs of this deadly powder are getting launched at these like oncoming humanoid fairies. And they are dropping from the sky and a fairy next to them will like scream horrifically in this children's film. I like I like how upset you are about it. <laughs> it's I, it was bonkers to me. And then at the end, Maleficent comes and she gets hit by the powder in like the peak dramatic moment and she crumbles away and dies. But mm. it's uh, earlier they said one line about her being related to that fairy matriarch, and the fairy yeah. matriarch was called the Phoenix. Hey, so can you kind of guess what's going to happen after She's Maleficent gets exploded? She rises again and she comes back, 
And I said, oh, great. She's going to make that happen to all the other fairies. Great. Doesn't happen. <laughs> she comes back. She turns the queen into a goat. Sure. And then everything's just chill. And they have a wedding. And they oh, make nice. no mention of the lives that were lost that day. They already paid for the catering. One of the humanoid fairies that was like under this onslaught and like saw her brother slaughtered next to her shares a flirtatious glance at the human general who was ordering the things to oh, be that's shot interesting. into the air. Yeah, it was th fucking wild. That's an interesting dynamic. This movie basically just portrayed like a fascist dictator carrying out orders to to genocide an entire fairy race. And then there was a wedding at the end. Yeah, but they did get married. They did. That's nice. It was bonkers. <laughs> I was watching this whole movie like, what is going on? I don't know what I'm supposed to take from that movie, you know? I don't either. And at the very end, Aurora is standing there on a balcony with her now husband and Maleficent like flies up and Aurora's like, you'll, you'll stay for a little while, right? And Maleficent's like, no, I got to go be a fairy. But, sure. but you two, you now married couple. She gives him a little, a little wink and she says, I'll see you at the christening. Wink. Wow. That's uncomfortable. It's, and it's, well, it's because that Aurora's christening is when she got <clears throat> cursed. So she was. Oh, that is cute. Okay. Right? Still, she was talking about them fucking. Yeah, and it was weird and. Right. I didn't like it. Right. I w I also didn't like that part. So. I love how affected you are by the deaths of these fairies. <laughs> I just think it's bananas that, like, truly, we we've got very little backstory for this queen villain. We yeah. just found out that, like, oh, fairies. She, her brother went to fairyland and never came back. Right, that is and sad, though. And now she's though. genociding. Sure, like, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, it is a crazy plot point, but you, you were really harping on the fact that this powder was so... <laughs> it's bonkers. <laughs> it's so brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> because literally, literally one of... Do you know, like, the three fairies from Sleeping Beauty that ostensibly not. have the most screen time in the animated movie? Nope. There are three fairies. There's a blue one, a pink one, I think, and a green one. And the blue one just fucking dies. That's incredible. And nobody says anything. And at the end of the movie, they do a callback to the, like, they're turning your dress different colors because they're arguing over it. Yeah, And yeah. The, the memorial that the blue fairy gets is that they end up agreeing to turn her dress blue. And they, like... They look over and they say it's perfect. And you think that like maybe the blue fairy's gonna be there and they figured out a way. But no, it's just a it's just a flower that's blue, and they're like remembering their fallen comrade by this fucking flower. <laughs> it's crazy. I think you just kept getting your hopes up. Is that like I, I of course I know that you and I have consumed very different media throughout <laughs> our life. But I'm reminded that we certainly have when you keep thinking <laughs> These fairies are going to come back. Definitely. This is a children's movie, Michael. It would be a different thing if this was fucking directed by fucking... I can't Go even come up Go with ahead. a director of adult Name movies. an edgy director. <laughs> fucking M. Night Shyamalan. Nice. It's not okay. that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's different. It is different. That's true. That's true. But it's, you know, it's dark. It's gritty. 
It's not. It's a it's a full on Disney princess movie. Yeah. But it's the sequel. Oh god, it truly is. Ugh. But fucking, you know, Simba dies or whatever. Um Mufasa. Mufasa and, dies. And, but that's like a First of all, it's incredibly tasteful. Yeah, and it's sad. That one is sad. Kids and like kids and adults alike will sob at that film. Because they're not fucking that's the thing, is they're like it's a very somber and profound moment that affects right, the right. development and of the young And they weren't doing it so lion. flippantly. It wasn't all flippant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I do understand. I saw the live action Lion King with my mother and her sister, which yeah. is known as my aunt, and <laughs> right. we, that that scene happened and I just heard sobbing next to me. <laughs> Because it's sad. And well, it was my aunt and my mom and I laughed at her. Um, but oh, speaking of speaking of her. going to the movies with my mom. Oh yeah, you just saw a movie. We saw the new J Jennifer Lawrence movie. I was gonna say J Law, but I'm not that cool. And I, it confused me. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. I didn't know anything about it going into this movie that's, other than my mom that's wanted what the to movie's see it. Called. That's what the movie's called. Yeah. Which isn't very relevant. I guess. Whatever. No one says it. That doesn't matter. But uh, that movie is about listeners. I'm not going to spoil it for you. It's still in theaters. It's still in theaters. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, if you're going to go see it, don't worry. You don't have to skip ahead. The movie is about a 32-year-old woman who is down on her luck. She bartends and she Uber drives. Her car gets repossessed because she can no longer afford the property taxes on the house that her mother left her. And now she can't, she definitely can't pay it, the back taxes, because she doesn't have her car and she needs her car to get to work and also to Uber. What is she to do? She finds a Craigslist posting from some helicopter parents who have a very anxious and socially underdeveloped son who has just graduated high school. And is in his summer break before college. And they say, if you fuck him, we will give you a Buick. And so, but don't tell him. Don't let him know that we paid you to have sex with him. Just, you know, make it seem natural. So emotionally manipulate this individual and, and have intimacy with him under false pretenses when he does not have all of the information to make an informed choice. Um, yeah, totally. Hilarious. Hilarious. Also, like... It, the it's just so weird because she's very hot, obviously. Yeah. And is older. What? I watched I watched Jennifer Lawrence's Chicken Shop date recently, and I was like, I don't fully get it. We'll loop back to that, well, but yeah, she, she, that. She, she's straight, she's really hot. She's straight hot. Right. That's true. That is probably true. Yeah. As is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But the. The kid has this incredibly attractive older woman coming on to him and he doesn't under like now reality is different. You know what I mean? Like things this would be an, a world shifting thing if it were to happen to me at that age. And right. so it's all just it's fucking with his entire uh, biochemistry. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't whatever doesn't work out. Okay. She gets, I said I wasn't going to ruin the movie and, you know, you could still have the fun romp, Mm. but she gets the Buick anyway. Now, it's a comedy. Sure. I guess. Not very funny. Again, maybe because the premise is so flawed. So fucked up. 
It's yeah. really weird. It's giving me. splash, honestly. Yeah, kind of. Like, I, I don't often do the, man, if, if the roles were reversed here, because that often is kind of a dog whistle, like, that is right, often Right, but no, I think that's misguided. fair. A 32-year-old man and, like, an 18-year-old girl who just graduated high school. Very, no. We can all agree no. that's strange and not cool. Not cool. But this one is, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was very odd. The one time I laughed is when the kid said she gets the Buick, and then he says, you know, my grandpa killed himself in that Buick. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, no one else really in the funny. theater thought it was as funny as I did. And he was, he was pulling her leg. I really wanted them to just have that be a truth of the mm-hmm. movie canon and have it end on that but uh sadly no they didn't they didn't have the the spirit to do that sure but well, i wouldn't I'm sorry recommend that you had to watch that i'm sorry that you had to go to the theater and hee hee ha ha over a young man's sexuality being the butt of a joke i didn't hee hee ha ha just know, once a hee hee but no ha ha's no ha ha's no yeah it was strange strange that's a strange one. And Jennifer Lawrence said it was the funniest script she had ever read. Insidious. Which I don't believe. Something's, mm, I don't like that. Something's weird. Something's weird. Yeah. Mm. Weird week for movies. Weird week for movies, but great week for fast food. Now, yes. <laughs> listeners, I think I told you last week, I have to assume I've talked about it at some point, but it's the return of the Volcano Taco menu at Taco Bell. Yes. We have our classic Volcano Taco, red shell, red jalapeno uh, sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. You gave a little flair to that one. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Jalapeno. (laughs) It's it's delicious. Mm. I remembered it. Uh, it's It's been off the menu for like a decade. And I've longed for it for so long. It finally came back. And let me tell you, it's just as good as I remember. So good. And they've also added a burrito. Delicious. Delicious. So that, do recommend. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was also a great week for YouTuber drama. Yeah. Did you see it? I'm fully entrenched. I don't often involve myself. Like, I don't often, like, spend hours figuring out what happened but i did that this week i did too and i knew we're talking about miranda sings right of course we are so a lot of controversy and i Mm -hmm. i had kept up with the controversy um before the apology video was released and so i was waiting for the apology video I remembered the 2020 apology video but I'd never watched that but I remembered that context and then I heard the rumblings happening again yeah and like I then the apology video came out and then I went and I watched Adam's uh, all of yeah, Adam's dude. videos fucked fucked I had watched the the videos that Adam had released up until that point. And part okay. of the controversy was that she was taking so long to address the situation. Mm-hmm. And so we were all waiting with bated breath to see this apology video. And the most bizarre. When I turned it on, I it's like I, you know, I've seen dudes watch sports before. Mm-hmm. And I, it was like that where like I kept pausing it and getting up out of my seat like, what is happening? <laughs> What is happening? This isn't real. This isn't real. There's no way this woman is doing this. All right, let's start at the top. 
Miranda sings. Very popular on like old YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Listen, not to be this person when controversy comes out against a person, but I always had a feeling. Didn't like her. Didn't oh, like never her. liked her. Mm-mm. Never liked her. I agree with you. Yes. And that was a hard opinion to have back, yeah, back yeah. in the day because like theater kids were fucking rabid for this woman. Right, right. But mm-hmm. also never liked her. Yeah. The lipstick made me uncomfortable. The, the yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. Of, I didn't get it. Stuff. I didn't but get, I also yeah. knew that I wasn't the demographic. You were hanging out with the theater kids. See, I was the demographic, and right, I very right. much feel like I was around it. Like my the the girl who was my big in my sorority was sure. fucking obsessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Miranda Sings. Right. Okay. So she she was very famous. She okay. Her name's Colleen Ballinger. Sure. She has Colleen, a persona yeah. called Miranda Sings, and who is essentially a developmentally delayed character. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. That's like, true. Is we're not starting in a good place. No. Um, I don't even know where to start. Truly. So she, during this fame, uh, I would, I, I guess at the height of the fame, um, as it was taking off, she would interact with her fans very frequently. Mm-hmm. And and her fans be- are children. Her fans are children. This was made for little theater kids mm-hmm. who were. Minors, for sure. Minors, yeah. Definitely not adults. It wasn't made for an adult person. No. And I think Colleen would tell you that. Um, well, in her, and, in her apology video, she says, my shows are PG-13 and my videos aren't on the YouTube Kids app. <laughs> that's off. true. Right. So they're not made for zero to seven, but mm-hmm. certainly from like seven, seven to, to 16. Absolutely. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause Jake Paul also isn't on the kids app, but we know he made content for children. Right. Uh, during this time, I believe it was like a Twitter feature. They would do group chats via Twitter. Yeah. But the screenshots were iMessage. Okay. I think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were just exchanging phone numbers. Cause I like thought the, the screenshots looked like iMessage. There's a lot of chat about group chats, but in my mind I was like, there's no way this woman gave out her. Phone number. phone number yeah but maybe she did well i also did see screenshots where her the name of the like her name on her group chat was the same as her twitter display name so maybe it was okay. twitter i don't remember could have been both could have been both certainly yeah uh and the group was titled colini's weenies yes no this woman was in her late 20s early 30s i think like early 30s 32. sure like my age mm-hmm and was interacting with a bunch of high school students and asking them very inappropriate things. Not even high school. Like, there were, like, 12-year-olds in that sure, chat. Sure, yeah. 12 to, like, 17-year-olds. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yes. And would also do, like, some live, like, send them videos and stuff, like, mm-hmm. private vlogs, I guess, where she would yeah. also be talking about inappropriate things, but also just, like, propositioning inappropriate responses to inappropriate questions. Mm-hmm. There was also a scandal where she was sending out items of her clothing to her fans, but that included like underwear and lingerie, which is also very strange. Yeah. Um, she so, so no good. I think one of the central characters here is Adam. Adam. Yeah, I think his certainly. last name is McIntyre. Yes. He's a, he's a YouTuber. Um, he was in these group chats. He was 
one of one of Colleen's weenies. One of Colleen's weenies. One of Colleen's biggest fans. Yeah. lived in Derry, Ireland. Which, first of all, he has the cutest little Derry accent. Cutest. Yes, the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> That's the most fun part about watching all of these videos. Is his little Absolutely. accent. Um, but yeah. So Adam is is kind of uh this fan who, from like the ages of like thirteen to sixteen, is alleging that Colleen essentially groomed him for free labor and content he ran a lot of her um social medias and like did uh different posting ideas like sent her ideas for years about what to post on social media to go viral and like grow her following and ended up like promising him a lot in return like that he would get to like hang out with her outside of like in in real life and go backstage at shows and all of that never happened um, and he was the recipient of some of these inappropriate messages. But I think a lot of what he was upset about was the years of grooming him to do things for her and like defend her on gossip sites and write social media posts for her and all of this stuff. One post that he put up was received poorly and she completely threw him under the bus for it and like started trashing him and That's all right. of this stuff. Yeah. And like yeah. that was the inception of him being against her. Right. So a lot of allegations being thrown her way. Yeah. We as the community are uh, reading all of these, watching some videos, ready for her to make a response. Because, you know, I don't give a shit about her, but certainly want to hear uh, what she has to say about all this. And, you know, we live in the age where the YouTuber apology video is an art. And it you, is. you know what you want to see. You know the major checkboxes they have to hit. And you know also exactly what you don't want to see. Right. There's an established formula that you can follow. Mm -hmm. And while that may feel inauthentic, it at the very least promises you some sort of, of resolution here that you can get through this in a way that people have found in the past to be satisfactory. Mm -hmm. uh, she took a different road mm -hmm. and did. you open up the video right and she's sitting on her couch and you're like wow okay we finally get this apology video it's simply titled hi period mm -hmm. you know the another classic youtube apology thing is to just one word mm -hmm. maybe some punctuation sorry sorry yeah so it's called hi period and you open it up and she's sitting on the couch and then she pulls from below frame into frame a ukulele. Oh, and that was the moment everything changed. That was the moment every, that I paused the video and I was like, how mm -hmm. am I so lucky? You know, mm -hmm. how, how am I so lucky that I get to witness this in real as, time? As it's happening. As it's happening. The, the, I, I think I saw that apology when it had been up for less than an hour. And I was like, yeah. wow, how lucky. I saw, I saw Adam's response video six minutes after it was posted. I was like, yeah. what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. We get to mm -hmm. see. The, the worst, unfold. yeah, the worst apology maybe in history. I can't, I can't imagine. I can't think of a worse one. And and you see the okay, so the ukulele comes into frame, right? You pause the video because you're outraged. You're 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 outraged, but also <laughs> excited, and mm -hmm. you're I don't know. You you got a lot of mixed emotions here. So scandalized. You now, when you pause the video, the little thing comes up at the bottom uh, with the timeline. Mm -hmm. and the video is 12 minutes long and you're like 
Okay. What? So the ukulele is making an appearance, but but surely she, it can't be the whole thing. It, it can't be the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> she must be playing the ukulele for a little while, then she's gonna put it down and say, "But for real, guys, I'm so sorry." I'm whatever. so sorry. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Then the formula comes back in. You know, she's putting a little twist on on the the formulaic apology. Yeah, sure. She's a singer. We'll let her sing it. I guess. Right. But I also should mention. I know her name is Miranda Sings or her character's name. I wasn't super aware that that's what she did. Yeah. So Colleen is like Miranda Sings is her character that she does, but she is like a theater person in her own right when she's a person. But I don't think so anymore. I think now she's a mom. Yeah. But she does live shows and I I believe there's some singing in the live shows. Sure. I I didn't know that she was a singer until... Two minutes this. into this video. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was such a great way to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she sings the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yep. She, she makes it a whole song, which is psychologically fascinating. What happens? So I also think you're probably wondering at this point, did she monetize the video? Absolutely, she did. She did. And you're probably also wondering, did she apologize? No. 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 She did not. She didn't. um i think let's just talk greatest hits um she starts first of all she starts the song with a little chorus that i Mm. don't i i did not watch the whole thing if i'm being honest i've caught the highlights from replays because i didn't want to give a review sure but it's a chorus that doesn't appear to come back so oh, it functionally does. useless. Oh, it does. No, it does. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's describing what is happening as um, being aboard the toxic gossip train. Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct. So we get we get a couple lines about that. Yep. Yep. Um, There's some then, spoken word aspects to it, which I enjoy. You know, like she's singing for a lot of it, but then we do we do have like just some chord progression and then some more spoken word style stuff. She does admit to being in the group chats, which I think was an interesting strategy because there are screenshots. So Mm -hmm. you're confirming you're in the group chat. And now we do have these screenshots that appear pretty credible of the terrible things that you said in the group chats. Maybe if you're just if you're not going to apologize, maybe just deny and say they're not real. Right. Why would you even confirm? My favorite part has to do with that in that the only thing she really owns up to, she says that she made some fart jokes inappropriately. Right. That's, I think, actually a, a horrifying moment. Right. Are you familiar with what she's referring to? Oh, no. But um, I just thought that is not. Those weren't the allegations. Well, there was there were allegations pertaining to that. So she okay. says sure. um, people think she's a predator because five years ago she made a fart joke. And right. what she's referring to in that moment is that she used to do live shows that, you know, the, demogra- the demographic was underage fans. And she would encourage her underage fans to dress... Uh, to participate in specific bits. And there was one bit that was referred to by the fan community as the porn bit mm. where a young fan in like skimpy clothing would be invited up on stage and another fan dressed up as Miranda who wears like conservative, like long gray blouse and like long red pants would be called up. And 
the fan in like quote unquote skimpy clothes, which would usually just be like shorts and a t-shirt, um, would be called pornographic. And the other fan who was dressed as Miranda would be praised for being like chased or whatever. Okay. Um, there was a young fan, a 16-year-old fan, who dre- dressed in a short romper and like a little jacket um, who wanted to be called up for that bit. She met Miranda before the show at a meet and greet. So she saw what she was wearing. Um, Miranda called her up not for the porn bit where like that audience member knew she wouldn't be touched or anything like that. She called her up for another segment called like the yoga bit or something. Mm. Um, and she had this 16 year old girl in front of, you know, a, a room full of people on this stage where she knew what the fan was wearing beforehand. Cause she had met her on the meet and greet. Yeah. She gets the fan on her back and okay. like forcibly like spreads her legs Ugh. in front of this stage and makes like a fart sound. And the fan has come forward and been like, I was 16. I felt so out of my body. Like this adult is, and I had no idea I was going to be touched. This wasn't even the part of the show I wanted to be called up for. Like this adult woman spread my legs in front of a, like a stage full of people. I was very uncomfortable. Sure. I didn't like this. A, mm. a, a member of Miranda's like, crew confirmed that there were people watching this happen from the wings absolutely horrified sure um so that was what miranda reduced to a fart joke or colleen right. reduced to a fart joke yeah that is interesting okay i did not mm-hmm. have that context that is fascinating well yeah even with that that is still one twentieth of the allegation so mm-hmm. that's fascinating yeah oh boy my favorite part of the apology was when she made some kind of metaphor about like, you can take your daggers and then does a little body check and says, and stick them in my bony little back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just so little and small. I could never hurt anybody. I'm so tiny, teeny, tiny <laughs> baby. Can't hurt anybody. <laughs> That's also a great one. I highly recommend that viewing that apology because, again... I- I highly you, recommend viewing Adam's response because he splices the apology up so you can see it, but then also has a ukulele where he like off key strums it and just fucking roasts her apology the whole time. That's it's great. very good. I do love that. I, I watched Nick is not green's uh, analysis. It's great. It's great. Really good YouTube drama this week. Yeah. 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 Um, we love it. I, there are a lot of people saying that um, they're not surprised about Colleen's behavior because she has like a fundamentalist Christian up, upbringing. Oh, um, that's which fun. Does weird p- things to people's sure, psyches and yeah. makes them sexually immature. Absolutely, that is very true. So, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I think an article also came out about um, a young woman who was like a PA on her Netflix show the the Miranda Sings Netflix show and um found it to be a very abusive work environment. Oh boy. Yeah. So enemy of the pod. Enemy of the pod, Colleen Ballinger. Yeah. Ooh, that's fun. We haven't yeah. had a new one in a while. I know, it has been a minute. Mm-hmm. Add her to the list. Add her to the list. <laughs> well, Partner. Well, my friend, we've we've reached our time, but I did want to ask for the audience a little update on your on your knee. 
oh, yes, mm-hmm. I had that appointment on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. We will say that, which is not really news because obviously. Uh, but I met with my hematologist who was like, hey, man, I'm down with you getting this surgery. However, comma, I'm worried about what will happen afterwards because mm-hmm. uh, I've had plenty of surgeries before. I've been down that road, definitely. Right. And I can make it through said surgeries with the medication that I currently have. But he was like, this is going to be very intensive PT afterwards, the likes of which you have never experienced. And I'm worried about you bleeding during that time, which mm-hmm. the first days, weeks, months after a major surgery like that, the, the physical therapy is very important to getting a successful surgery, a successful result of a surgery. Right. And so he's super worried about that because my medication isn't super good and the half-life is very short. So that would be difficult to do. So there are a lot of experimental hemophilia drugs that are like in the, the pipeline right now, some of which I've been following for many years. And like there's one that's right now approved in Canada Ooh. that would work for me and he was like listen canada is often or the united states is often not far behind canada maybe if you can wait for this drug that will make your recovery process easy and you'll be able to like have a successful surgery and i was like yeah yeah the fta moves slow though bud and he's like i know i know but maybe they're saying like maybe this summer Sometime the end of this summer, this drug could come out. And I was like, okay. And so I agreed to wait in hopes that this drug would come out. But I I was like, I want to, I have two demands. Mm -hmm. One, we got to have a deadline on this because I'm not just the FDA can delay. Yeah. They can delay drugs forever. And, And so I was like, the deadline is the end of the year. Like if it doesn't happen by the end of the year, then I'll have it at the beginning of next year. No questions asked. Yeah. And my second demand was I get to go back on this agreement at any time and just say like, hey, dude, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Fuck waiting. I just want to do it now. And he agreed to both of those. So like right now it's postponed until this new drug because the drug has to be approved. I have to deal with insurance. I have to get it. And then I have to like test it and make sure that it's working right. And so that all could take a really long time. Mm -hmm. And so it's postponed for that. But I reserve the right to unpostpone unpostpone and just schedule it whenever i want i wanted to ask you what is heme libra heme libra is because uh, yeah, you're a libra a, i am a libra that's true <laughs> it's it's another uh factor alternative it is not a coagulation factor it's a subcutaneous injection mm. made for hemophilia a patients with oh. in, with and without inhibitors so mm. it's not like, you not me. It is, it is not a factor replacement, but it only works on factor eight deficiencies. Mm. It was a big competitor when I was working for that pharma company, man. Okay. That was, that was very contentious, actually, when I was working there. Because like, patients would come up and ask me about that drug from an uneducated viewpoint and say, like, I'm on your drug, but I kind of want to try this new drug. What do you think? And I wouldn't mm. be able to, like, wouldn't be able to talk about the specifics of another company's drugs, certainly. Right. But from as a pharmaceutical rep, I was supposed to be like, no, man, look at how strong our factor is. But as a hemophiliac, I wanted to say, 
Yeah, do whatever no, you should, works for you. You should definitely try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it, it might out. be it might be game changing for you. Uh, so that was yeah. Hume Libra is a drug that I heard a lot. Yeah, I saw it on the Nova Seven website that Nova Seven can be taken in concert with Hume Libra. That is true because you do need a backup factor, but Novo Seven treats hemophilia A and B with mm-hmm. inhibitors, and so like. My friend Justin, who you saw on the website, he has hemophilia A with inhibitors and uses Nova 7, but your boy has B. I think you should be the B-boy. I think it should be the B-boy as well. I've, You know what? I've never got a call from Nova Nordisk, and like all the other dudes I know that use it have been in commercials and on flyers and stuff, and I, yeah, I'm like, what's up? You don't want- what's You don't up? want this? Yeah, what's up? What's up? Come on. I'm number two in the country. Of course you are. I use so much of your drug. Come on. Put me on a billboard. I got a podcast. Yeah, I got a podcast. Do they? <laughs> Did they? Does Justin have a podcast? <laughs> Just Justin is he's like a a cool hippie artist from Portland, Maine. He's super sick. I texted Michael but, yesterday and I was like, this motherfucker shouldn't be the face of Novo Seven. Yeah. <laughs> she texted me a screenshot of the Novo Seven website, which is the <laughs> drug I use. And I was like, Natalie, I agree. First of all, I do love him, but I agree. I should be the poster boy but also why are you on the website i was trying to look up what tier drug it is oh okay i actually don't know i think i i don't either i didn't it wasn't successful i got too mad that you weren't (laughs) the poster boy and got distracted it is it's uh expensive probably like a specialty like a tier four yeah something like that I i watched the brian david gilbert uh health insurance video today so i learned a lot about medicine yeah whatever it is all factors are categorized that way so i've never like bothered to figure out the difference in the tiers because everything in my space is is always the same you know what about everything in facebook right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh seems like the podcast is over now oh you made that like joke. forever <laughs> yeah i gotta i gotta think about some things man i don't know well think speaking of thinking about some things podcast audience we've been oh yeah we got changes coming up. yeah listen we're a three-person operation now and yeah. the trade-off for the higher quality is that you know we're slightly less agile and we we got needs yeah um so we're switching things up. We're we're changing to a soft Tuesday publication. Um, we're gonna say that we're gonna put new episodes out on Tuesdays now. There might be the occasional Wednesday, and that's why it's soft, and right. that's fine. But um, sorry that we've been missing our Monday deadline. But the thing is, it's not a deadline because it's not. This we made it up. We made it up. So yeah. we're doing it different now. Right. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. We got big things in the works. We got big things in the works. We got a lot on our brains. We had a business meeting as we, we are did. We had to a do. whole business meeting. Natalie had a PowerPoint. I had a PowerPoint. And I'm going to make a PowerPoint for our next yeah. one. Yeah. I'm so excited. And I'm going to, I have something to present and Paige will have something to present. We're doing presentations internally. Wow. Wow. Isn't that cool? It's really cool. <laughs> we have our next business meeting on the calendar. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're also cooking up some new art um, in mm. partnership with uh, a friend of mine um, who is very talented um, and a big supporter of the pod. So we're, we're very grateful and excited about that. 
Um, and I think we are going to record a new little sing song um, when our friends come to town. So that's true. Yeah, we got to talk about what the game plan is for that. But yeah, we got lots of things cooking in our mind kitchens for our podcast soup. So that's true. Also, are we are we going to record this week? Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because I'm going to Boston, Massachusetts, on Thursday. Uh, well, we'll have to check. We'll have. We'll do have to do calendars. I think we'll have to record on probably Wednesday. Okay. So. Bitchin'? We'll we'll do that after this. We'll get in the habit. That sounds good. All right. Well, let's hang up uh, the live podcast so that we can do our secret secondary friendship podcast after <laughs> the podcast, which isn't recorded, and so that's just a conversation. Yeah, that's just people talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, thank you to um, Ryan and Randall for our theme music. Thank you to Kevin Bennett for our cover art. Thank you to Michael for his myriad talents and opinions. Thank you to Paige for her myriad talents and opinions. Um, and thank you to you, listener, for getting this far. Hey, if you're listening this far, thank you. I think that this week... You're going to get a volcano taco from Taco Bell and you're going to oh, enjoy it. It's going to be so good, dude. It's going to be so good, dude. So good. And then you're going to... Nope, not going to follow up a Taco Bell comment with bathroom humor. Mm-mm, Let's No, that's too in. hacky. If you're listening right now, uh, DM me and I will Venmo you $3 no, for the taco. No, no, Natalie, how no. many people? How many people are listening right now? I'm saying if you made it past the goodbyes and you want a taco, DM me. Limit three. I will. <laughs> I will Venmo you three dollars for the taco. Um, I'm just gonna Venmo. I'm gonna DM you three times. No, you can't do that. I'm excluded from the offer. Yeah, hosts don't count. You can't participate. Wow. No, I'll buy you a taco. No, I don't want your dirty taco. <laughs> it's not dirty. It's volcanic. Your manipulative, dirty <laughs> ukulele apology taco. <laughs> All right. I think uh, I think that's it. You got anything else? Uh, nope. I love you. What'd you wash that taco down with? Mountain Dew. Oh. I thought it was going to be a Baja Blast. Uh, no. I, you know, I don't do it every time. The thing is, the Baja Blast is such a specific and satisfying flavor that if I'm getting something new or like something I really want to, you know, put on my taste buds from Taco Bell. I don't want to get the Baja Blast because it's too much. Okay. Well, I think all that's <laughs> left to say is, is good, good night, night New, New York. York. We love you. Bye. My ex and I podcast They're talking exes for the rest of us. Mm.